Welcome to Banality. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to this week's episode of Pilot Light, a podcast where the three of us talk about the first episode of a TV show, which increasingly is not even remotely the pilot. Uh, my name is David, <laughs> and this week uh, we watched Not Going Out. I forgot to do my funny bit. God oh. damn it. Start again. Hi, my name's my name's David, and you remember that uncle of yours that just makes like one line of jokes one after another. No, and that start again. Dave. Somehow start forms again. conversation. Just start all again. Hello, hello, Outtakes. hello! Welcome to this week's episode of Pilot Light, a podcast where we fucking can't do an opening to save our lives. My name's David, <laughs> and you know that uncle of yours that doesn't really like have conversations. He just says really like base baseline like dad jokes over just in in a string that somehow like he has adapted to form a conversation yeah well he's got a tv show now in 2006 it's called it's called this uh yeah highly hi, mac uh my name's salmon <coughs> oh, oh jesus oh 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 sorry i just <laughs> fell asleep at the utter banality of this tv show uh, my name's Joe, and the first rule of Clown Club, Club is you don't talk about Clown Club. <laughs> that sounds like it'd be quite hard to say. Clown Club. Clown first Club. About clown Club. Clubbing yeah, clowns yeah. in Clown Club, uh, yes. So this week, for um, reasons that remain a mystery to me, uh, make me question <laughs> the very foundation of having a podcast, podcast. with two of your mates, um, <laughs> we watched 2006's uh, Lee Mack Vehicle, uh, not going out. <laughs> Disclaimer, if you are not British, obviously you've never heard of this. You've never heard of any of the people involved. And that's fine. We'll see you next week with something that's got no. any international appeal. No, listener, because what we're going to do is we're going to talk about this show. We're also going to talk about this type of show, this type of like BBC, ITV-ish, you know, broad brush media and how that's changed and evolved over the last 20 or so years so if you're not into this show just like me don't worry we'll try and keep you entertained even, just, just even like, if just like any of us to be fair i don't think any of us like this show particularly um, yeah no, some um, some but, hated it more than others but but but, yeah. but, 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 but to put us in some context sam give us a plot summary and let's talk about maybe like you know let's talk about a little bit about this show before we dive into you know defunding the bbc <laughs> before, <laughs> before we t- get once again turn incredibly right ring and reactionary <laughs> In this show, the we get to see the mishaps of Slacker Lee, Lee's best mate Tim, and Lee's long-suffering landlady, and the love of Lee's life, Lucy, as well as Tim's well-meaning but dim-witted girlfriend Daisy. Wow, I said Lee a lot there. I IMDb that was hey, not. Hey, you heard of Lee Mack? He's got a TV show. Did you know? He's called Lee. That's just like Jerry Seinfeld. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. So this is one of those um, mid two thousands, like. BBC comedy, so BBC produced comedy, and it's a sitcom. You might not have ever really seen it. It's kind of like quite old fashioned, isn't it? It's quite an old fashioned stylish show. Before I start railing on the, it, the the fifties pitch for this TV show, Sam is: imagine if a man he he lived with a woman and they weren't a couple. <laughs> <laughs> that's literally that's literally the premise for this TV show. Hilarity ensues. Yeah, like, oh, men and women shouldn't live together. What? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, it's all very confusing. Comes from the uh, mind of Lee Mack, who is a stand-up comedian 
um, quite well known in the in the stand up arena, but also he's on like panel shows. So panel shows are usually a bunch of white 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 dudes, um, you know, making funny about the news or. You know, have I got news for you? Would I lie to yeah. you? Um, Stupid like quiz cats. shows where you get meaningless points for just sitting there being funny. Guys, this isn't the like let's have a go at a genre of TV shows that we don't watch. Like because there is some merits to fly out, but he's a he's a what would you what you would call he's a he's a TV personality these days. I would say, like yeah. he still tours as a stand up comedian. Edgy opinion. I do think Lee Mack is funny. Yeah, not all of too. the time, but and not yeah. like, you know, hilarious. But I think he's funny. He's a good stand-up, and he he's, is a good presenter on um, the t- on the panel shows which he's on. He's he's quite an old-fashioned comedian, I would say. Like he's quite he's he's just like this show, and we'll get to talking that in a he's second. He's a good old-fashioned northern comedian. Um, yeah, and he's kind of like chips. quick wit, quick wit, and you know those t- kind of one-liners and and. Plays on words type of jokes, you know. It's not particularly yeah, cerebral, it's fairly, fairly clean, really. You know, it's very clean comedy. You know, yeah, happy enough. You know, like it's yeah. fine. It's fine. Um, him going into TV, uh, somebody watch it because this has aired, uh, well, on and off, but but mostly from 2006 until today. Eleven seasons, eleven seasons of this, and 85 and episodes. It's a considerable amount of television. It is now. We are on. We are on British TV seasons, which means six episodes. So, so if you're like, "Whoa, that's six, 11 seasons, twenty four episodes," that's that's insane. No, it's only six because we there, ha- are. there has been there has been a few gaps, and like like yes. a lot of British TV shows that get cancelled. Like I think it was a Christmas special, like when they weren't on the air, and they probably did like a comic relief thing. Like, there's a lot of like, you know, all the hallmarks of a a really low budget. And let's talk about how low budget this episode is in particular before we get back into the BBC of it. Um, the cast of this episode largely is four people. Okay, mm-hmm. there's like three sets as well. I think there are exactly five people with lines. Um, Tim yeah. Vine, Lee Mack, uh, the roommate, the girl he's dating, and the instructor at Clown Club, which we'll get into as well because that's a very odd joke there's a lot of stuff in this episode that like by itself in a vacuum is a funny or entertaining idea but altogether you're like what decade is this supposed to be it just feels How? like a place in the type of show as well like it doesn't <laughs> yeah. seem to fit the kind of show that it is it's it, what is happening here <laughs> mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it's um yeah, so we, we we have this kind of cast as characters, and really, it's about it's 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 quite a classic sitcom, isn't it? In that people go into situations, and then funny things happen, and we kind of you know we we watch them get into awkwardness and try and get out of it, and all these other things. So it's it's very typical in that sense. And um, you mentioned this isn't a pilot, Dave. We had this is the first episode, but there was a pilot actually, which has never been released. Uh, I think it. It had uh, Catherine, Catherine Tate, Tate as the mm-hmm. um, as the female lead. Yeah, who's the American woman in this? Who I I, I haven't got her name up just now, unfortunately. Um, she, um, but she only actually lasts one season. She kind of yeah. quickly just disappears and is never seen. It's, ever. This is ever. one of these things where, like, substantially okay. from my, my reading around that this Katie Wicks was her name. Yeah, 
this TV show, like this this part, this ep- first episode maybe, and the first season, a bit like when we did Main Behaving Badly, Sam, like isn't totally representative of the season as a whole. I'm not saying it's totally different. I'm not saying it's better or worse. I'm just saying that like the cast change is quite abrupt, I think, and they, they kind of take a bit of a left turn in terms of what they're doing. Um, Catherine Tate, I think, would have made this um, an interesting show. That's a, a, a person who... Again, like another another British comedian, um, who the reason she dropped out was to do the Catherine Tate show. If you remember that Little Britain era abortion mm-hmm. of TV, um, <laughs> like what? Did, why did we think stuff like that was funny in two thousand and seven? It's it's uh, um, baffling. Well, let, let's talk about the let's talk about some of these general shows. This 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 type of show because we we we've been discussing before and like none of us really kind of like engage with with this type of stuff you know this is very terrestrial tv now if you're not from the uk you might not really get that but that's basically the idea that before netflix before streaming before even satellite you know sky and like cable effectively it's pretty much just the five channels that we had you know bbc one bbc two itv channel four channel five eventually and these these are the kind of core things. So if you're going to watch something, that's what you're going to watch in the 90s up to most of the 2000s, and then probably you know like maybe in the late 2000s, mid 2000s, satellite TV had really kind of taken on, and there were thousands of channels. And and this and this com- the, this comes in in 2006 as like a yeah. really at the end of the dominance of terrestrial TV. Exactly. So up until this point, we've had shows like. Uh, Dad's Army. Let's talk about Dad's Army for a second, which is <laughs> a TV show about a bunch of old guys who are too old to, to go and fight Hitler, uh, and so they are the Home Guard. And the the comedy comes from the fact that these guys are old and they're walking around in uniforms, protecting Wiltshire from uh, you know a Nazi invasion that never came. Don't panic, Captain Mannering. But what we have is we have catchphrases, we have a unique set of characters, and we have twenty odd minutes of you know, light comedy, and everyone moves on to, to watch the lottery results or whatever whatever else you were doing <laughs> afterwards. Like, it's it's the same type of thing, um, and it's kind of has to be relatively broad. I'm not saying that as an insult necessarily, as, like, we don't need cerebral comedy at all points, but what we do need is, like, a unique idea. So that's it's, quite a unique idea, isn't it? You know, it's to, filling uh, that kind of time frame of the TV between, like, kid shows and, like, you know, later at night kind of adult kind of TV. Yeah. Something that, like, you know, you can put the kids and kind of can watch it and it's not overly offensive. Um, and, you Easy know, you can still have it kind of sat watching. there. This, yeah. yeah. I will say, this TV show, like, because of when it was made, I have, a, I have the idea that, that we've talked about not going out is, like, not beloved as such it's fairly critically panned it got cancelled several times like but the people who love it really love it and i think that's because basically around this the middle when when streaming took off and most people had access to you know what's cable or satellite tv like that is the death knell for the bbc making what's, what's the word good shows like this not good but better shows like this because if you've got five channels you know the bbc has two of those like so itv channel four and channel five 
you've really got to have something on your on your channel where you're going to attract the most number of viewers because it's all about viewing numbers. And so this TV show maybe wouldn't have passed passed past muster in the 90s or in the 80s. In 2007, when broadcast TV, the market shrunk significantly. So there weren't 100 shows like this. There were probably only three or four shows like this. So I think the fact that it's then getting much larger share of a, albeit smaller pie, accounts for the fact that this is still, you know, people are still demanding more of this, which I find utterly baffling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, probably, probably the most. Sorry, go on, Joe. I was just going to say, like, it's one of those shows as well, like, and typical of BBC shows. You kind of start watching it and. Obviously, at the start, it does tell you that it's BBC. You know, you get the whole graphic and things up to tell you. And we watched it on BBC iPlayer, which is the other giveaway. Um, but, the iPlayer. Um, <laughs> um, but does anyone the, else the know other... 100 people who call it the iPlayer? Um, Maybe I just know more old people than you guys. Um, But like I I was saying to you guys, that it's the kind of show where you can always tell with BBC because you could literally a show I've never heard of before. You sit me down in front of it, and it was made on the BBC. I'd be able to probably tell you without seeing any of the kind of the build up to it because you can just tell watching them that the BBC made shows. Um, Yeah, it's just that kind of same sort of level of. It's the sets. It's the way it's shot. It's uh, by the way, watching this episode. Do you know it's all the stock footage that they use? Um, whenever they're like panning and it's like it's just stock footage of london and you're like this is really really cheap. badly done <laughs> cheap the the, the probably the, like the, the one that's in you know in uh may 2021 the one that everyone's talking about is line of duty which is like just boring as fuck tv but people are mad for it and it's i think other than this other than the fine finale which happened a couple of weeks ago or a week ago has the highest ratings other than soaps, which is another thing we should get into soaps one day because that's a heck of a lot to talk about there. Um, <laughs> bite it has the highest, it well, has I'll do the bite highest rates. It has the highest ratings other than soaps for you know the last twenty years. Or something. I don't even think I don't even think it's the show finale for Line of Duty. I think it's just the season finale. I don't think it's actually there's, necessarily finished. I think yeah, but, but this isn't a conversation is, for that. But I think there's a yeah. vague like. It might be the end. Yeah, maybe. But the but the point is, is it's a distinctive style of show that comes out of of these terrestrial channels, and that's that's the kind of thing. So all of these all of these culturally British TV shows are channeled through the meat factory that is the BBC, ITV to a lesser extent, because most of the time, and and in terms of reaching your broad audience. What they do now is just air game shows all the time, twenty four seven. Just oh, just completely. Is Deal or No Deal still on the air? No, but there's things so. like the Chase and all these other, and you just think, yeah, like, dropping point and stuff like that. What are we doing? What are we doing? It's not the fifth. I don't know, man. I, I know someone who won money on who wants to be a millionaire. I think he won sixty four thousand pounds. I know, I know Great someone who won. Pointless. I don't want to watch it. Yeah. I don't want to watch it. Like I don't care. I don't understand the appeal. But then no. again, if you're tuning into t- if you're tuning into TV on a Saturday night, what you want is, you know, and what the TV producers want is light entertainment that's going to be as broad as possible, uncover yeah most of the population. And we should say, by the way, before because we are going to rip this to shreds any second now. I think we've been quite polite so far. Sam's I will say, I will say that like it's totally fine to like a thing, and we are quite discerning. I know, obviously, the things we do for the podcast wouldn't lead you to believe that we'll watch any old shite. And we will. <laughs> and we will, um, yes. <laughs> but, 
not you know not several years of it unless it's heroes um but like oh, we're quite we're quite discerning we know the sorts of things that we'd like and you know the more specific the better usually uh but there's a vast vast quantity of of the viewing public who aren't discerning who you know don't really care what they're watching they want to watch tv but they don't they only have a vague notion of what they want to watch they want to be entertained they want something light um and they're not you know they're not into pardon me um they're not into like massively great production details they're not into huge sets and big explosions they kind of just want to watch something that's easy to follow easy to understand they can chuckle at and like do you know what I mean? it can just relax them um i have a similar experience with people in 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 cinemas um where i've been to see some films when you know i've had a day and someone's just been like oh do you fancy going to the cinema and we'll just get there and see what's on i know sam just go with me for a second and i ended up in the cinema watching the last witch hunter which is one of the worst films i've ever seen however the the demographics in that in that cinema theater were crazy there was every age gender ethnicity like represented there and those are all people who like like with television they just want to see something they don't really mind what it's the act of like sitting down and watching something that they're after rather than the content which seems alien to us but obviously fucking four and a half million people tuned into a lot of these episodes so what the fuck do we know <laughs> yeah yeah, it's just populist seasons. TV, isn't it? It's just TV there to like you populist, know, populist TV. This and Tory governments get rid of it. Yeah. So let let's let's get into this. So we've we've already mentioned that we've got Lee Mack, who is the, the kind of the main character, really uh, called Lee as well. So he can easy remember his own name. I think he's not an actor, you know. Thing. So you can't give I'm him just, a different name. He wouldn't respond. I'm just so. thinking of science. Like I'm like, I don't think Mac as a, as a title works. Mac. Yeah. <laughs> Mac, attorney at law. Uh, I'd expect it to be some kind of like cop show, you know. Instead, yeah. instead, it's it's not going out because the joke is that they don't go out when they do. But the joke is that they don't. Well, the, him, so and, really... him and the the American woman don't. But I think like the female lead should they replace her with? I think they do. Like that's the whole thing. Anyway, carry on, yeah. Sam. Well, my biggest problem with this, my biggest problem with this TV show, is that really there's not an awful lot of like writing going on here there's not all and, and again like i don't need it to be to, to, to be you know this plumbing the new depths of, of the human experience like i don't need it to be that but what i do kind of want is just like actually write a script write a competent like uh, uh um cogent piece of tv that guys guys maybe trying... maybe we could put an arc in this episode for exactly plot. Trying, the plot would be quite nice there's barely a plot, a plot. anything anything yeah. and basically what we get <laughs> is we get a we get a series of situations i know it's a sitcom i know but we, we get basically a, a series of, of scenes scenelets even where nothing really happens and everything is there to facilitate the characters giving each other one-liners and it feels I think it's, it's a fundamental. Much, it feels very much like they took Lee Mack and Tim Vine as well, who we should say is also quite a prominent stand-up comedian. They took their acts and they they built an episode. They built a a, um, a script around that, and you can kind of tell 
like Lee Mack's um, adoption bit. Like they took that and they then reverse engineered that into a scene, but like based on that. And there's other bits as well where you know it's and it feels very disingenuous because of that. Can I can I can I give you an example of of this dialogue? Please don't um, do the Chinese accent, Sam. I don't think our <laughs> podcast can survive oh, we'll, that. We'll, we'll we'll come we'll come to that. It's um they're basically at the door saying, oh, "Can we talk?" You know, this is, I think this is Tim and Kate. Can we talk about what about us? There is no us. Oh, can we talk about you and me? There is no you and me. Okay, let's talk about let's talk about business like show business. And then she says, "There's no business like show," and then realizes what. <laughs> I'm laughing. Like, <laughs> it's going to so have stupid. an aneurysm. Nobody talks like this. What are you doing? What? Because because literally the entire the entire scene, the entire setup, the premise of that whole interaction is just there to service a poor joke about tricking someone into saying there's no business like show business. And I'm just I'm just I'm just nope. I'm I'm not entertained. I'm not laughing. There were, I think there was maybe one joke in this where I kind of like, I slightly chortled, but, but the rest of it is all so predictable. And I am 99% sure I've seen Lee Mack make these jokes on whatever shitey, you know, BBC. Yeah, yeah it's just show. a chance for him to give one liners and like quick, quick fire stand up jokes effectively. And I will say that, like, for all that Lee Mack can't act, um, he's got his line delivery on the jokes. Is obviously very good because that that's his job. Follow me here. Follow me here. <laughs> follow me here. Again, some of the stuff, some of the jokes are funny, and like you can tell they come from a comedian. Headline. But there just isn't comedian any comedian can tell jokes. Have you seen some comedians? Um, <laughs> there just isn't any like actual dialogue going on around the jokes. Like um, in Seinfeld, they like... kind of use. They kind of use the stand-up thing as like a, as like a cutaway thing, which separates it nicely and forces them to actually write like a di- dialogue for the characters. And in this, there is none of that, so it's all just baked into the show. And so, therefore, every character is delivering like snappy one-liners, and no information is exchanged. You know, not how was your day? Oh yeah, it was all right. It's a joke, and then they reply with a joke, and then there's a joke that goes to reply to that. It feels like what happened was they wrote the joke. And then built like the, the the script and the thing around it instead of doing the actual episode and going right. This is what's going to happen. This is this is this is the situation. Can people and then going right? I can make a joke about this. Start hiring writers, please. Just like get them give a get them to give it a pass. Like, mm, well, I have a problem in that there's no dialogue here. Oh, we hadn't really thought about that. Day of well, what? You um, yeah, because it's written it's written by um Lee Mack. Andrew Collins, I think, as well, who 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 was a writer, and I think he'd done some other stuff. So there is, like, there is a writing staff on here, but really, it, it, it's exactly as you say, Joe. It's centered around you know getting the punchlines out. Not to compare this to Seinfeld, you know, one of the greatest sitcoms ever made, but I'm thinking about that first episode and when they're in the they're in the um, in the cafe in the cafe. And like they're they're you know they're trying to get the attention of the waitress or they, but but basically the, the the joke isn't like what's what off what funny things is George going to say that Jerry the joke is like the interaction that that happens inside a, a, a cafe inside 
a diner when you're trying to get a coffee. And, and it's much and more so that... obs- observation-based humour, whereas Lee Mack's humour is like dad joke-based humour. Yeah, and it's about it's about recognisable truth. That's what observational humour is. You know, that, that makes it so funny. That's what you can get away with. Pretty like crappy jokes. Who's the who? Michael McIntyre. There's another one of those those British comedians. Now, I actually find him quite funny. No, in, in, let's in, cancel Michael McIntyre. Yeah, hold on, I'm not a hold fan on. of Michael McIntyre. Because, <laughs> because, <laughs> yes, Sam, get because, out of here with your Michael McIntyre love. Because he's he. How much he, is he paying he is, he is he is managed. He's managed to find uh, like the nugget of truth. And then make that funny. So, like the draw, you know, the man draw thing. Oh, everyone's got this draw just full of crap, and and it's kind of true. Like you do have a place in your house where you just dump everything, batteries. I rented, I rented real estate to keep all that stuff in. <laughs> yes. <Yeah, laughs> Some people have entire. Houses I've got like, like eight hundred square feet <laughs> to keep stuff like that. But it's recognisable as like a thing of like, oh yeah, I get it. Like I, I can, and if you, and if you find that funny or not, that's fine. But at least there's a truth. Whereas I don't recognise any of this. I don't recognise any of the situations that they're in. And maybe again, that's a reflection on me. It's and quite I content think- light, though, Sam. I will, I will say that's, and you are right. That's the drawback of this. That like, yes, some of the things the characters are saying are funny by themselves, but they don't make any effort to make. The, the situation funny or to make to have any commentary now let's talk the, about the plot a bit because we're being very well, very vague there's no on. there's hold on there's no situation you know it's just it's a comedy like there is no sit there is no sit in the in the sitcom and i there think is, that is there is i'm not saying no, that, not. i'm not saying no, that, not. i'm not saying they carry it off the situation yeah. in this situational comedy is that lee mack lives with this woman rents a room from her um and they aren't sleeping together, and she used to sleep with his mate, and that's that's the situation. They were married. I think. The, I think the situation. She's the ex-wife. Of... I don't think she's the ex-wife, Joe. Um, Can you feel how much they're stretching it? How taut it is? Hear it's going to burst at any moment. So, like, we're led. To, you know, we're given some funny, funny. Uh, I just did uh, the quotes in the air for, for the podcast. Um, we, we're led to giving some funny sort of things. Uh, Lee Max a bit of a waster. He is. Apparently, it's somehow somehow commercially viable for a cracker factory to send him crackers that he puts jokes and hats in, and somehow they can <laughs> afford to ship all of that and pay him and then still make money on the front end. That's not a conversation for now, but the economics of fake jobs in TV is something I feel personally attacked by. Um, and <laughs> so that's set up as what he's doing. Um, the flatmate, whose name is Kate, uh, she works in publishing. That's not really a plot, but it gets us to point B. And she, for again, maybe I missed the scene or I had a, like a, a mini stroke. Um, she's going to a clown club. Um, yeah, because she tries to get him to go to it. She's trying to get him to go to like various different clubs, and he says no because you know he's a miserable sod. Um, and then so she's like, "Oh well, I'll sign up instead," and decides to go to clown club. Do you guys, um, do you remember um, in 1896 when clowns were really funny? Yeah, me neither. No. Um, <laughs> so, like, you have stuff going on, but none of it really. Yeah. It's all very inconsequential. 
Um, yeah, she sets up. She sets. She sets up like a, a blind date for for Lee with this. What the an fuck author? is this doing? What the fuck is this doing in this episode? It's, it's really weird. She, she sets up a blind date with this author who like, and then there's this whole like. Obviously, it's hilarious because he's like this slob who writes cracker jokes, and she's like, oh no no, she's she's too intelligent and like intellectual for you. You'll find her dull and stuff, which inevitably, of course, he does. Um, but I mean, I, again, and this is. Before we I get to like say, that main scene, I'll let you guys before come in. Before I do the but, reveal, you know. like, can we all just agree that this character, Kate, and it's a writing problem, like, you, A, do not invite your slob of a roommate to go out with a client from work because she's <laughs> in town and she doesn't know anyone. No way that ends Especially well. Especially a published author. <laughs> number two, number two, you certainly read this woman's book. You know this man who lives with you. You fucking tell him the content of that book. You pre-warn him. Tell us, Joe. Then tell us what do they end up talking about? So yeah, they're they're kind of having um having this date, and it it turns out that like <laughs> she 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 used to be a prostitute based off the fact that um her past life she was abused by her mother and her father and by some Santa Claus figure and by Father Christmas, yes. Yes, yeah, and then she she got pregnant and had an abortion, and yeah, it's <laughs> then she was a drug addict. Sorry, I'm what? then she was a drug what addict, now? and this is I'm all. Sorry. This is all bad. It's half past eight on a Saturday by, night. What we what <laughs> by some of the most egregious like canned laughter. It really I is the laughter. It, it was. It was. It is a live studio. It's it sounds like shit. It does. However, right. So let's let's just take a minute. So we've got we've we've been talking about light Saturday night afternoon uh, Saturday night Saturday <laughs> night TV. afternoon stuff. Yeah. Sat- blah 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 blah. Up we've to this point, it's been just... jokes about the fact that she's at Clown Club and has called herself Foo Foo or something like that. Clown that's Club. A clown ah, that's a funny word for vagina. People people having a drink in a bar. You know, all things that we can relate to. And then and then we get to this fucking crazy scene this crazy scene and it goes on and on and on <laughs> with basically lee mac uh just not connecting with this woman because she keeps talking about how she's been abused i mean literally like sexually abused and in in almost every way that you can imagine and and then they just keep like building upon this joke like it's the funniest thing in the world now i'm not I'm not going to be you know I'm not going to say that there there that you can't make jokes about uncomfortable horrible situations like I'm not I I'm really not like a total oh we, we mustn't joke there's humor to be found in it. And, and and the trick is the trick is can you make it funny without like punching down because this is this is the problem this is when this TV show turns from me into like oh fine whatever into what the fuck are you doing? Because they just spend they just spend a good ten minutes of this half an hour episode, basically just punching down, punching down on this woman because she has been abused. And so what she's written about is is the fact that she's been abused, and she's externalised that, which they think is the smartest word in the entire world in this episode into the book. And then she's having like a serious conversation, and Lee Mack, because he's a fucking moron, doesn't understand so fine that's fine but let's not make the let's not make the 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 woman who's trying to express herself who's trying to talk about all this horrible experience let's not make her the butt of the joke let's make the fact that lee mack is a is a total idiot that that's the funny thing that's what makes it funny is that this guy is not able to even comprehend what this woman is talking about and what she's experienced 
again, I'm not saying you need to be entirely precious about it, but you need to like give us something, give us give us some something that isn't just taking the piss out of this woman's sexual abuse. Like I just think it's just not funny. It and it, and never mind the fact that it's offensive. It just, it's just not funny. It comes out like, of nowhere and like the, like you said, Lee Mack doesn't respond to it. He's like, "Huh, that's a weird thing to say." Like not, oh my god, that's which horrible. Which is weird. But like Which is weird to bring it up on a first date. But there's there's other, there's a there's a there's other jokes there. There's other jokes there than that, you know? Yeah. And then the plot kind of meanders from there. Um we have a lot of jokes about uh Tim Vine having um cheated on Kate um with a with a, a floozy half half his age and Again, I think the, the the script has a a looser um, understanding of how old everyone in this TV show is in two thousand and six, which is like, oh, this woman's twenty five years old and she's half of Tim Vine's age when he's in his late thirties. <laughs> um, carry the noodle, uh, like, and it's fine. But You're in prison. It's it feels like a joke that's written for for characters who were in their 50s like it really is like a oh you traded me in for a younger model like love you are 31 mm-hmm. years old <laughs> like, there's also you know there's also I mean? like there's loads of jokes about like vegetarian and vegan and stuff like that as well because like, he's literally a vegan in real life what is that about i don't like, know but why like, is he making you know, jokes he comes in he's in he's in the he's in the flat and um kate the roommate has made it there's a cake sat on the counter he's there to like eat it and she's like oh it's like a, something wheatgrass and something cake and and he's like okay he's like that's what she's oh, i made it and like throws it straight in the bin and then like later on when um is it tim comes around um to um to try and apologize for like cheating on kate when they were together um She's made sort of like you know another vegan food um, meal, and he's sort of like, "Oh, I miss you!" Like tries to eat it, and he's like basically throws up. Um, and I you know, took that it's, more as like a classic "she can't cook" joke than there are. You are right, no, Joe. There are some, there are before, some like before, vegan jokes before, here, but but before before she like puts the food out, he asks her what she's having, and she mentions like tofu and something, and he's just like, you know, he pulls a face and stuff like that, yeah. and. It's because Joe, because it's 2006 and vegetarianism is hilarious. <laughs> Pre-financial <laughs> crash, baby. Yeah. Um, and then it kind is... of it kind of just meanders, and it, it the, the the kind of it starts getting funny again, or like tries to be funny again with the funny. whole date thing. Because just to just to kind of prove his no, we make Kate wrong. He asks her on a second and then third date, and the third date is a double date between them and Tim and Kate. Um, and yeah, it's yeah, we're not watching that. Yeah. So in this student union, by the way, I think this is yeah. the cheapest looking set I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. It literally looks like the bar we had on campus at uni. It it, does. it, it, it goes to serve though. It goes to serve. I think a, a more general point is that. This is like it's, this is really old-fashioned TV, isn't it? It's old-fashioned in the fact that it's it's written in a very broad kind of way. It's making jokes about stuff that were that, that was you know like, like not really that funny. Maybe ten years before, twenty years before, like people were perhaps laughing at it, you know. But I mean, there's there's a real like late. 70s early 80s feel to this faulty towers style stuff you know the whole thing just has a real dripping oh and then we get a nice uh we get a nice accent from from lee mack which is brilliant nice asian accent this just i'm not sure which scene is constructed for him to deliver this joke <sighs> um 
And <laughs> like, what are we doing? And it's it is like I said I said earlier, like this film, this film, this TV show, I think suffers the most from like you said, Sam, it is very old fashioned, but it isn't good. If this had been made twenty years before this, we would not be talking about it because we would not be able to find it. Like it would have got it would have had one season and the viewers would have gone eh, there's funny, there's better stuff on TV and gone elsewhere. It's only because it's made in two thousand and six when there's not a lot like this for it to compete against that it's survived and I think that and maybe, maybe it gets better. But certainly, this this first episode. This this is... this was this was the lowest ranked episode of of the season. Um, I've not looked at all of the seasons, but this was the lowest ranked episode of the season. Yeah. So that does suggest that it possibly does improve. But like we said when we were watching it, like n- none of us are willing to watch more to kind of prove that. Um, no, I I can what... rewatch Psych, and that's a better use of my time. Yes. And um, what what's the first episode to do? Which it's it's not necessarily like we're not expecting to have a fully formed vision of what this of what this tv show is going to be but what we are expecting is to understand the direction of travel and i think if you if this is your starting point you're like yep we're going to go broad we're going to go racist accents we're going to do all of this then you're like okay i'm going to turn over and watch you know whatever game shows on itv i suppose but the, <laughs> but the baffling thing is no deal the, the baffling thing is that in season five, it was still getting audiences of nearly five million people um, in certain episodes. Uh, and yeah. So you know, it's got a real kind of like a real following still, and it's just honestly, I I don't understand it. It's baffling. So um, this was cancelled in two thousand and nine, I think, maybe season three or four. Season three, and, I think. Yeah, so it was cancelled, and then it kind of went away for a couple of years. And then came back. There was I mean, literally there a petition, wasn't there? To, to yeah, it wasn't necessarily a letter-writing campaign in that Star Trek sense, but certainly there was a clamour for this. And when you go online, and you and you, I think critically it's not necessarily well appreciated, but you go online and, the, and you see some of the gushing reviews on IMDb, etc. Like, people fucking love this. Like, it's connected with them in a way that is... Yeah, well, people voted for the Nazis, Sam. You can't trust people. <laughs> <laughs> Strong comparison, but okay. But this is now it? this is now the long the the the, the longest um, British sitcom ever. You know, like eleven seasons. So we 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 are we are it's the longest currently talk- on air. I think is currently the- on air. Yeah, we're talking about a TV show though that is, um, like beloved generally by the populace, and that obviously for us it's not connecting. But you kind of have to say, well, maybe later on there are there are something there. But this is, you know, we're we're doing. He, he kind of goes from being this like on the sofa slob to he becomes like a married man with kids. Um, the amount that the, the um, Kate leaves after the first season, um, and she's replaced by um, someone else. And yeah, you know, the thing is that they I think get together and they have kids. So he's now a family man. Family I think man. that's like. I think that's the, why it maybe is thought of as better than it is because the biggest issue for me, I say biggest issue, there's a lot of issues like crowding the room and vying for supremacy. Um, one of the biggest issues for me with this is that, like you said, Sam, there's no direction here. Like in a first episode, I kind of need some sort of like, some sort of goal, like men behaving badly that we watched. Um, it's all about Gary... Um, attempting to be like a ladies man and and you know like to better himself better himself 
Um, and, you know, you look at other TV shows and there's like a will they, won't they thing. And I think that's maybe what they were planning on doing in this. You need to hit that in the first episode. The first episode needs to be will they or won't they? And then I can make my mind up over the season. I think that's then what they do do in the subsequent seasons. The woman who comes in to replace Kate, uh, I believe from reading is is Tim Vine's character's sister. And she's the woman that he eventually marries. You do know odd face, Sam, but I'm just... Played by Sally, Sally Burton. Says. And I think, just trying to keep up. And I think that like having that where you know, he's desperately in love with her or whatever, and, like, we can follow that. I'm not saying it's good, but I'm saying it's better, and it gives you something to, like, come back for every week. It's like, oh, we're going to watch this man-child try and better himself and become, like, you know, a better, more realised adult, and, like, there's none of that in this. It's just, oh, it doesn't Lee Max say funny things. Isn't he absolutely fucking horrible to this woman who's already had a pretty rough life? Yeah. Hilarious. The... The um, even Lee Mack has said that he doesn't really understand. Well, what did he say? He doesn't know who watches this and he doesn't care because presumably he's making enough money I and think, he's got a great. I think outlet, his so. thoughts are like he said basically when asked like, "Well, the show's changed quite a lot um, since it was first, you know, made." Um, in a certain respect, maybe it's grown with its audience a little. Like you know, it starts off they're all single people and then. The latest season, he's you know he's a guy. He's, they've got three kids, you know, and it's more of like a more of your traditional family sitcom. And like when asked, you know, whether he thought the same people were watching, he said, "I don't know who watches this. I don't know who it's for, um, and I don't really care. Um, I like making it, and if and if we like the finished product, then that's the most important thing. And if and as long as enough people keep watching it, that we can keep making it. That's kind of all he cares about. Like, so yeah. you kind of understand that from a certain point they, of view. Um, they also it's a BBC carry on. Show, so you know that this costs about the same as four bags of chips. Yeah. Um, they also carry on with the kind of theme of having um, stand-ups on because Hugh Dennis joins the cast later on, and so does um, Miranda Hart. Yes. Um, so you, you know, I do not can... find funny at all, but I'm sure no. it is funny. Hugh Dennis, I guess he's not really a stand-up. He's more of a kind of again. We were talking about those kind of panel shows, and he's. Where would I know? Oh, Hugh those. Dennis. I know Hugh Dennis. Didn't he's he on do... mock the mock the week. He's on mock. He the week. did his own TV show called Outnumbered. Outnumbered. Where, yeah, where he plays kind of similar to this, although that's that's way too middle class for me as a middle class person. Like it's just like oh god. Don't look at it. Oh, but a the... family where their dad is there. Oh, God, what is this? <laughs> Lies, deception. <laughs> but, yeah, but that's that's like a funnier show, though. At least, it, again, it's got, like, it's got actual jokes in it, not just fucking like one-liners well, and gags. jokes with a plot underneath it. It's kind yeah. of like a, you know, building jokes a house under plot. out of paper <laughs> and there's nothing inside to hold it up, you know? Jokes and a you plot. You're asking a lot there. Jesus, Dave. <laughs> You can have one or the other. Jokes, plot, I, choose one. I'd like to make some tenuous um, comparisons, if 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 you'd uh, allow Ooh, me. The more tenuous, the better, Sam. If you're going to tie this into some vague Star Trek episode, I'd be very excited <laughs> for that. <laughs> so when Barclay... Um, so uh, 2003, show comes out, <laughs> Arrested Development. Um, you know, like, that. there's a show that we've talked about that is, is just... Previous episode. Previous episode... It's a it's like a defining comedy show for us because it manages to it manages to be as broad in terms of the jokes that it that the, the, the as that this show makes 
but also have like substance and plot and like comedic uh, like development and there's things going on, you know. And I'm not I'm not comparing the two, but I'm just I'm what I'm comparing is the choice that you get to make between making a show like Arrested Development or making a show like like this. And uh, another with tenuous comparison is 2009's Modern Family. Kind of similar in terms of the you know the makeup of you've got these characters and they're all a bit zany and how do we put them in funny situations but there's just like a richness to it and that's what I think I find annoying is because you've got a cool like you've got an idea in this and really they just never it doesn't feel like it was developed any further and if you develop something and work on it and rewrite it and really you know get the casting right then you can get a show that that, that lives on in perpetuity oh no this show has lived on in perpetuity damn it 11 seasons like you, it, it, it doesn't has, it doesn't seem to make any sense to me but it doesn't sam and you are right and and while you've tenuously compared to those two shows i think the big difference is tenuously he was desperate to talk about modern family and the rest uh, and rest uh, rest of development again um that when you compare them to modern those family, like they're tv shows that are trying to do something very specific they're trying to tell a certain story you know in Arrested Development, they are telling the story. You know, it's just a story about a man who's a man you know, who's trying to keep his family that. together. You know, that's kind of like <laughs> so. Literally in the title, and Modern Family is 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 you know, it's it's a a modern like um, <laughs> nuclear family. Like, uh, funny, <laughs> shocking, shocking, uh, and not going out is like they're not fucking each other is that is that what we're doing here but there isn't that foundation of like of a story that they're trying to tell and that's fine as well it's fine to have like a cast of characters who just get up to hijinks every week and there's never like a they're not going anywhere and there are shows that do that and do it well but i just think there's that like unity of a premise especially in the first season where you need and the biggest problem that with that really is the fact that this is a TV show built around a stand-up comedian, and it's it's using Lee Mack's popularity and, and and fame to have a TV show rather than having a a good idea for a TV show, having a strong foundation for a TV show, and then casting somebody like Lee Mack, which would never ever happen because he can't act. But like it's it's trying to sort of I'm trying to think of another example, but we the, it's the a re- sorts of shows these are the sorts of shows that are like you know look at this really famous person and this is his TV show where he plays himself yeah. like we don't watch them we don't watch it's those a reverse shows. it's a reverse Seinfeld isn't it that's the that's the, you know, that's the the type of thing that's that's going on here so. Uh, well, uh, you thoughts, know what? If you're listening to this and you love not going out, like that's fine. That's fine. That's up to you. You know, I I think that there's a demographic that this serves, and in the yeah. mid 2000s, you know, Google well, Monday Man. If I could, Google, if I could, go and I... Google. Hold on, hold on. Go and Google and Google Mondeo Man because that's a that's a thing, and I think this is a perfect Mondeo Man show that people will love if you drive a Mondeo in 2006. Well, I, that I would like to end on uh, my favourite uh, review I saw for this on Google um, <laughs> from last year. So presumably about the most recent season. Uh, really? Five-star five review. Um, okay. Jane Ball. Hi, Jane Ball. I am a lady. I went holiday. My car was on fire. I missed show last week. Would you go back then tonight in Wales newspaper? And Bobby dies in real life. Why he there? 
two people found this review helpful. Um, I just, like, that's just something on the internet that really made me smile. Of like, That's amazing. I so he's, he's referencing Bobby Ball, I think, who was, he's a comedian, isn't he? Yeah. Um, Again, he, he comes he, into this later on. He comes in and I he think plays, he plays Lee Max's dad. dad, and then I think he died last year um, from coronavirus, actually, which is quite, it's quite bleak. He'll get you. Um, so he, yeah. So I, so I think I think they maybe I think he maybe filmed his part and then um, obviously sadly passed away. So that's probably what that person's referencing. But yeah, I mean the internet's a wild place. So that's probably <laughs> the tamest thing that we'll find the next. Do you know what it filled me is like? It was funny. It was totally harmless. It wasn't making fun of people who've been abused, which I liked. Um, and two people found it helpful. You know, two people out there. Were know, like, that, 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 those two people are happier for that review. So you know, I'm happier for that review. It's really like the the golden lining of this, and, of this sitcom, which and I did not. I'm enjoy. happier, gentlemen, to stop talking about this TV show yes, and get on absolutely. with our lives. Uh, what are we doing next week, by the way? Um, Spider Man. I always ask. Spider Man. 1994, Night Spider Man. Talk about Can I just give everyone a little bit of a teaser for this? It's on Disney Plus. Um, absolutely, you should watch it. It's nowhere near as good as I remember it being from when I was a <laughs> um, There's one season on Netflix, on Disney Plus. And Don't I, you ruin this for me? It's one season and it's 55 episodes. And I really can't wrap my head around like. Is that just they gave up and they were like, just put it all on there? I really can't figure it out. Like that's like Pokemon levels of of like episode per season. How many how many episodes in the first season of Pokemon? Seven hundred and thirty-two. Absolutely. So I am excited to watch um, a TV show with one of the best, worst, favorite, most hated soundtrack um, opening themes of all time. Beautiful. Look forward to it. Right, guys, this has been fun, I guess. And (laughs) (laughs) as always, the podcast is fun. Sometimes there's things we have to watch the podcast on, not fun. (laughs) Absolutely. Right, we'll uh, we'll see you next week. And uh, thanks.